All right, everybody. We are about to go live with Coco Talk, episode 40. We're going to do it live in three, <laughs> two. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS-80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. <laughs> Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer, with your host, Mr. Gameplay Goodness himself, Stevie Stroh. Okay, I see us. A lot better. Uh, yeah, a lot less laggy. Yep. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to episode 40, the New Year's Eve Eve episode of Coco Talk Live, and I am joined by an impressive array of uh, talented and good-looking men, starting with least good-looking to best good-looking. We have myself, your host, OG Stevie Stroh. Uh, no, nah, there is no order to this. You can't, you can't put a number on beauty, right? So who do we have with us today? Well, we have uh, Grant Leedy. Happy New Year, Grant. How are you? Doing pretty good. Just a little chilly today. All right. We have from O Canada, D. Bruce Moore is in the house. Howdy. Right. Howdy, howdy. From I, mean, I mean, how's it going, eh? How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good, eh? From sunny Southern California. Mr. Steve Bjork, Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year's all. All right. And uh, inside the digital processing chip, uh, we have uh, from Boyce and Tech, Mr. Richard Lorbieski. How are you, Richard? I'm doing good. How are y'all guys? Uh, we, we alls is good. Uh, Yay. 
<laughs> host of the Coco Crew Podcast Retro Challenge and all things awesome. Mr. John W. Linville, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for being here. Greetings, everyone. How's it going? All right. Very, very good. From Denmark and an insane asylum near you, the madman, Simon <laughs> Jonasson. How are you? Hi, guys. All right. Not in his garage, looking like he's in the loft or possibly the master bedroom, Mr. Ron Delvaux is with us. Happy Coco New Year. Happy Coco New Year to you. Uh, from Saskatchewan, how the hell do you pronounce that little third world rock you live on, Curtis? You, you pronounce it damn cold. <laughs> <laughs> from somewhere up there where it's really damn cold, L. Curtis Boyle's with us. Good day, Curtis. Good day. All right, so, good. So, so you pronounce it so scratch me one. So scratch. <laughs> it's just like winter pig. Winter. Yeah, yeah. Same, same deal. Coco Man is with us. Jason Reichert. How are you, Jason? Hey, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Star of music video near you, Mark Overholzer. Happy New Year to hey. you, Mark. Good day, all. Uh, good day. And last but certainly not least, from Strongware, maker of fine cocoa products and software, John Strong. Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year. And, of all course, right. John's got to go through and show that he's in the Witness Protection Program. Wait a second. Wait a second. Protection program. No, uh, so John Linville, your lighting is actually quite well. I appreciate you taking the extra effort to get a to invest in a lamp for our program. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's it's, it's nice seeing John up close and lit up like this. I always thought he was Neil Blanchard before. So. (laughs) (laughs) Simon. uh, Simon Jameson. Just open a curtain. Oh man, yeah. So well, maybe maybe one day we'll have a tech segment on proper lighting for uh, for video programming. So, you want better light? Yeah. What is it there, Simon? All right. So we are. Uh, it's hard to believe it's, we are in episode forty. And uh, John, what did you guys to celebrate? Is it thirty one with yours that just dropped? Yeah, episode 31 of the Coco Crew Podcast, uh, which I finished listening to. Great episode. Thank you once again. Um, we're in episode 40. Now, um, just the other day, we uh, were treated to a very special best of the year episode that Brian Joyce created for us. And I think Brian was in the chat a little while ago. Yeah. So in the, in the live chat, we have Brian Joyce saying happy 40th episode, Steve. Norlander is here saying hi all. Background noise is in effect. Brendan Donahue is here saying hello everyone. Uh, David Ladd's in the in the live chat, so we don't have David Ladd with us uh, on the show, but he's with us in spirit and in chat. So thank you all for being here. David Ladd says Happy New Year. So yeah, it was quite the surprise that Brian uh, uh, Fiscap just joined us too, Paul Fiscarelli. So um, Brian Joyce created our, our, our best of 2017. Um, I couldn't have done a better job myself. So uh, did you guys so get a chance to see The best part is none of us had to do any work for it. He didn't yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. So I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due there. Um, that was great watching that. Um, that clip that I played at the top of the show, mm-hmm. the Oh Yeah clip, that was classic too because um, Brian had produced that little segment. That's you know that's a very iconic 80s track. And Oh, what's Simon? What are you doing there, Simon? You got the flashlight out? You're gonna tell ghost, you're gonna, you're gonna tell ghost, ghost stories. stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, so Brian had produced that little clip or the audio portion of that, and then he found some video and he actually made that music video. So I thought that was cool. When I saw the video and I saw our heads bobbing, that just made me think of Night of the Roxbury. So I came up with the second one on that. So inspiration uh, fuels inspiration there. And um, so, yeah, great way to start off the show. Uh, I love hearing the new theme song, too. It really kind of pumps you up. And, you know, and the show goes completely downhill after that theme song. But at least we start off high energy. Um, it's been a great Coco year. I'm going to shut up now and I'm let you guys go around the room. And uh, why don't we just say hi and say what we're happy about for this year and maybe what we're um, looking forward to next year. And, and maybe Coco resolutions, too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> who's, who's starting? Steve, you pick. Who starts? Oh, man, you're putting all the pressure on me now. All right. Yep. How about uh, Grant Leedy? Well, I am uh, glad that I got back into the Cocoa this year. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of great guys, the, mainly the ones that are showing up here on the uh, Cocoa Talk, and plus the ones that I met at uh, Cocoa Fest this year. Haven't gone since, uh, what, 2007. Uh, had a great time at Tandy Assembly. Um Looking for next year to uh, grow my collection, learn more, and to uh, meet more people, and uh, hopefully program a couple games. I'm in competition with Steve now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Which, which Steve are you in competition with? Are you going for <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Both. Nick, Nick's we'll, we'll in the. Take, we'll take them both on. <laughs> Whoa. Nixon oh, live chat saying, little, little does he know what he's talking himself into. <laughs> oh, man. I think All he started right. drinking early for New Year's there, Grant, but okay. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> Bruce Moore, Happy New Year. Happy what, New Year. What are your fondest memories and what are your um, forecasts and wishes for 2018? Fondest memories. Um... Well, let's see. I'd say, uh, well, you know, I kind of got to say Forest of Doom launch, et cetera, is my fondest memory. But, but you know, actually, I don't think it is. I think my fondest memory is watching you and Nick Barentes laugh your faces off when you watched that OS9 plug commercial. <laughs> that, that was one of my favorites, too, I have to admit. Yeah, good. it's just very infectious. And it's like... You know, and then the whole ease of use came out of that, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, the catchphrase. You know, yeah, yeah, that I think that was my probably my the, the, the number one. Uh, but you know, not <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, you can't pick one, right? So yeah, yeah, but you know that one. I mean, so you know, launching my game has been great, but I but but that one sort of just hits you right between the eyes. So <laughs> uh, and so as far as cocoa resolutions. Um, you know, I've been hinting at this uh, idea I've got of doing a, uh, <clears throat> what, I don't even know what to call it. Something different, anyway. But it's a fictionalized st story involving the color computer and, uh, you know, various color computer people in a sort of parody-type way showing up in it. And, uh, I think that's something that could get some traction. We'll we'll see if I manage to pull it together or not. It's, it's a bit of a grand scheme, but uh, okay. I'm I'm I am working away. I'm working away at it, and uh, so as long as I don't lose momentum, I think uh, I think I'll have something 
fun and exciting uh, in the near future. Very cool. Mm. Very, very cool. And what about you, Mr. Steve Bjork? Uh, fond memories of the year and looking. what are you looking forward to next year? Well, I've been kind of on the outskirts of the Coco on the face group for a while, and all of a sudden I get kind of yanked back into the community. <laughs> yank, yank. You make it sound involuntary or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was the MC-10. Well, I have to admit, <laughs> you, you really gave me a forum to vent about that machine. <laughs> that was my second favorite moment right there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, there's so many things I can vent from why go backwards, and more importantly, uh, why kill off the deluxe color computer for that piece of well, you know, whatever. That's <laughs> a <laughs> doorstop. Yeah, you know, it's just like move forward, move forward. But still, anyways, no, I just had a lot of fun getting back in here between your show, Discord. I mean, there's a bunch of us. Late at night, we just chat and have fun, and it's it's a bunch of BS that we talk about, but it's a lot of fun. It's almost like having, you know, like you go to a Cocoa Fest, and you've got, on Friday night, everybody sitting around the bar. That's yep. what it's like. Yeah. That's exactly yep. what it's like. Yep. Very cool. Could, that could, could not put it better and could not ask for higher accolades right there, so very yeah. cool. And one more thing I want to add is, Still working on the interview that we're going to do together, and I have to admit, I've been digging up stuff I completely forgot about in regards yeah. to the cocoa, and it's going to be interesting. That's well, a good that's teaser. Good. Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And uh, David Ladd says, yes, I enjoy voicing with everyone on Discord. And we do too, David, especially when you bring out the creepy voice, which is pretty much all, <laughs> all, the, all the time. Um, well, but actually, for a while on Discord, he was the whipping boy. Everybody made fun of him, and then uh, I vented about the MC10. Now that's the whipping boy, and it can't defend itself. So <laughs> I can defend it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Richard Lorbieski of Voice and Technologies, and whoever's at the dentist office right now, can you ask him to? Oh, that's the crickets there. <laughs> Sounds like a dentist drill. Oh, no, it's good crickets. Come on. All right. All right, so, anyway, enough of the crickets. Um, no, actually, I guess the highlight is just uh, getting to meet all you guys. It's been a long time since I've been to a uh, assembly or a get-together. Uh, Tandy Assembly, that was the first time I went to a fest I, the last time I've been to one was back in 92, uh, back in Atlanta. So it was great to, that was probably the highlight. And I guess for the next year is, is really concentrate on getting, uh, some of my projects off the ground and getting them out so we can go. all enjoy them. Excellent. 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 And also to finish the bedroom too. So, you know, the wife is getting all over me on that. So wives have yeah, a way of doing embedded that. in the walls, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> No, well, you know, it's, it's it's one of those bad things when you start renovating and you get that feature creep coming in because started tearing things out. And I said, you know what? I think we need to do crown molding now and then, you know, have to delay it some more. I like wouldn't that. complain if the wife was getting all over me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't forget about yourself in the room. you got to run 
the coaxial cable, the network wiring, all the other things that make a life worth living that's high tech. Oh yes, absolutely. In the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, Every, oh yes. everywhere. <laughs> well, no, you start in the bedroom, and then oh, we've got this great stuff in the bedroom. Uh, let's put it in the room next door. And next thing you know, <laughs> it's all through the house, and your wife all of a sudden says. I don't remember authorizing all this. <laughs> it was bits and pieces. Well, right. No authorization needed. <laughs> right. Well, actually, our, our main coax comes in through the bedroom, and I need to reroute it because I wanted to set up like a little server room closet, and I uh, got to do that. And then, uh, see, there you yeah, go. Run it yeah. throughout the house. I got Cat 6 cables. So. There you go. That was When I upgraded my internet and everything else, I did the same thing. I ran Cat 6 through the house. I got. Network outlets on every wall. You can't live without it. Uh, yep. Very, very cool. Uh, John W. Linville. Well, we did hear some of our, um, our roundtable discussion, but I'm sure we can give a short version of what you know our fond memories are from this year and maybe some of our hopes and dreams for next year. Uh, well, um, well, I'm really glad that Tandy Assembly was not a flop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was good. Um, had a good time at Cocoa Fest as well. And I produced a bunch of episodes of, uh, of Cocoa Crew along with Neil and Mike. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, we've seen a little tempers flare from time to time. That's always fun uh, if you're not in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, anyway, so... Hoping uh, in the next year get a little more time for actually producing pro projects involving some code, um, um, maybe some hardware, you know, some combination thereof. Um, really like to get something out that uses the extra buttons on that uh, uh, Sega Genesis controller uh, for the adapter that Neil builds. Um, beyond that, I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I heard uh, Neil talking about the kind of low-cost version of that adapter. And honestly, I don't think the cost it was that much of an issue. And I don't think having the box, it was terrible either. I have one, and, and it's, 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 a, you know, it's a good little product. Um, uh, I think some people who know how to build this, they definitely could build their own. As everybody's mentioned, it's a 30-plus-year-old you know, year design that's been out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that he's cutting some costs but you know i guess to each their own i i like the original design there was some quality to it and some tangibility to it you know yeah i'm not entirely sure the 30 year old design as is will work with the genesis uh, controller oh yeah true 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 because of the way they power the button uh, inputs um and of course the uh, the actual switching uh, uh through using the serial port as a switch to um to access the extra buttons uh, is not accountable in the older designs. Um, anyway, I like the design. I'm partial to it. I like <laughs> Neil's work with the um, with the box. Um, we you know, designed the, the PCB especially especially to fit the, um, the that box. Uh -huh. And so I think it's kind of a shame to see him uh, go with the bare board version. Um, but uh, he did build one and put one on eBay this morning and, and put it at the higher price, I think, by accident, and somebody bought it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I thought that was funny when, when when he said, what are you going to do to get rid of the cheap Canadian labor? And he's like, yeah, well, we're just going to use the pre-made DINs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't have to laborize over this. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. 
Um, yeah, I'm certainly, I'll get to my thank yous, but I'm definitely certainly grateful for a lot of the hardware and software you've brought to us this past couple of years. Uh, Simon Jonason, the madman. Um, what are your, what are your, what are your fond recollections from 2017 and looking forward to 2018? Uh, finally getting a demo completed. It was a good one. <laughs> Probably one. And getting myself a Coco Frame. Excellent. Excellent. Even though it seems to be a, a mutant. A mutant Coco 3. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be an NTSC Coco 3 with a, a 220 volt transformer in it. Okay. So when I hooked it up to my uh, CMP. Um, Monitor, it was like, uh, I'm not going to show you color because this is an NTSC signal on a PAL. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to have to do RGB via the Scott, but uh, no biggie. It's a Coco 3. We can live with it, right? It's a Coco 3, yes, and it's been upgraded to 512. And a 6309? It's a 6809 for now. I, I do have a 6309, but I'm... I'm pretty tentative to start cutting pins, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, we know we know a guy. He's on the call. He knows how to do that. He's not yeah, close you know to you. Yeah, a guy who's yeah. on the call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to send it to America, and, it gets sent back, and I have to pay tax on it once again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, screw tax. Yeah. You just have to get a good desolder. That's all. <clears throat> and what about 2018? What are you looking forward to next year? 2018, the uh, uh, total Coco Free demo, pushing all the limits. Nice, very cool. Yeah. Self-modifying all the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Terrible yes, idea. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I heard Steve's eye roll from here. <laughs> <laughs> By now, the way, in Discord, I was talking to this guy, and he's got a Coco. Works fine with every single game in Prague he's got you put your game in it crashes Timberman that, that, that was me my game. yeah it wasn't my game it was yeah I know it's got some of your self-modifying code in no doubt oh, yeah, but man. it runs it runs though it's, it, I think Jason's got an anomaly but the game runs yeah it, it runs it runs it's just that my feeling with self-modifying code you're running with a broken ankle <laughs> All right, but it's you might be. It depends if you're in wrong. Ah, wrong. <laughs> you're not going. You're not going to get away with it. Are you? Well, we're going to move on now. <laughs> yes, we can, we can move on. Target. We can move on. I think. And I think probably me and Steve didn't have a discussion about it offline. <laughs> Ron Delvaux, host of Ron's Garage. Where are you sitting at now, Ron? Is this a... Uh... Yeah, I'm in a spare bedroom. Right okay. The uh, server is right behind me here, the um, internet connection, so I'm close and it's strong. Uh, anyway, I was thinking um, I met a lot of people this year on this uh, Talk, and It's been fun and uh, getting to meet everybody at uh, Cocoa Fest soon will be even... More fun. That'll be awesome. Yeah, Paul Paul Fiscarelli says it looks like you're in Ron's sewing room right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where he keeps the MC10s. <laughs> <laughs> I have a computer too, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 
I, I was talking to my wife this morning, and, um, you know, both of us, our family has been involved with candy products for many years in the past. My wife used to work at a window company, and she worked on a Model 3 and then a Model 4 on uh, doing um, accounting. She was an accountant for 20 years before she became a uh, scientist, and, and now she does research on the health. But um, she, uh, she worked on uh, Model 4 and uh, used VisiCalc and some other software package. She thinks it's Lotus. And then my sister worked alongside of her. And so um, my wife uh, today says, uh, I said, oh, why don't you come on the show and talk about your experience with Andy? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no Camera way. shy. Camera shy, huh? Very, very much so. Okay. But, um, well, especially yeah. after what you were doing to her this morning <laughs> on, cam on camera, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's somewhat justified, I think, in that case. <laughs> so anyways, uh, this next year I'm hoping that um, Ron's garage will turn into something interesting. Um, I thought maybe in the beginning of the year I would show uh, either doing a little video or maybe just uh, showing on the video how to uh, throw your color computer together and use uh, a regular TV to hook it up and then maybe even use, uh, if you have a color computer 3, what you're supposed to use to make it work, um, the new uh, SDC board, yeah. thing, um, how, how you uh, use that. Maybe uh, at the beginning of the year, some of the people who uh, get a new machine might want to learn how to... Um, just get going with it, get started. Maybe even talk about emulators and stuff. Uh, I know okay. That's subject. And then, um, you know, maybe even just uh, go big with the MC10. You know. Go big. <laughs> go, go, go big or go home. Cool. Yeah, we've got a lot of good ideas and suggestions and I'm hoping we can bring to the show. So, we, And we're thankful for all that. So thank you, sir. All right, and we are moving on to L. Curtis Boyle. Uh, how's your Cocoa year been? What are your fond memories this year, Curtis? Well, I think the Cocoa Talk show is the biggest fond memory in general. Though the you know OS9 Nick Marionette's ad was was hilarious. I actually had tears in my eyes the first time I watched that one. <laughs> <laughs> tears, and then joy, I did it huh? again when we watched Nick's reaction to it. So. <laughs> um, and of course, the famous EMP incident, but. <laughs> <laughs> Which made the best of. <laughs> you couldn't be there. Couldn't be a best of without that. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the other things I've, I've been grateful for is actually getting involved with um, getting into the code of Nitrous Nine again, just a little bit so far. Kind of relearning because a lot of the stuff's changed since the old days. But um, and, and getting the EOS project started and off the ground, you know, from Nick's prodding for years and years. Um, Another highlight of that, I guess, is that Nick, for the first time in his life, actually contributed something to it. He actually redesigned some of the icons for us. That'll be coming up in the next alpha. <laughs> uh, which, I, you know, that's Hell Freezes Over territory there. Right, 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 right. But <laughs> uh, cool anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, as far as resolutions is to get the actual thing out, I'm going to be doing some modifications to some of the modules to add some functionality that the original Multiview did not have to make it a better product launcher and a more universal one. 
Um, I'm not going to try to duplicate like M shell or towel. We're going to actually include those packages and then you can run that if you need to do massive file manipulations and stuff too. So, so that's my main project to work on. And then, you know, whatever side tracking I get onto, like I did with rescue and fractalists and rogue and everything else, like I normally do. So shiny objects. Yeah, exactly. Everything's shiny. Darn it. Yeah, I know. I know. Very cool. Well, thanks for doing that. We, We, um, for those of us who are not, um, OS 9 fluent or savvy, it's nice to have the ease of use edition coming to a cocoa near you. And I mean, uh, a stepping stone, like people, once they get used to that part of it, then they might start delving into, you know, doing the more sophisticated stuff, and then maybe they'll get into programming for it. So, we're still hoping to see a game from you on that. So, yeah, well, baby steps. Okay. Baby cool, steps. cool. And Jason Coco Man Reichert, uh, we are glad to have you on the program, sir. And uh, what are your kind of fun memories i'm gonna take a wild guess but i'll let you say it <laughs> oh yeah uh, well of course of course it has to be the chalice of bravery <laughs> yes. that's the highlight right there i mean along and that was that was great that was great fun as i've said before that was uh that was one of the that's the most fun i've had with my color computer in a very long time and uh uh, also, just uh, you know, a great highlight is just getting back back into this whole community. I had been out of the community for quite some time. You know, sometime after PenFest 2000, I kind of drifted out of the way. But uh, it's uh, it's 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 been a year, and uh, as far as next year goes, I, I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to not you know finding out about Tandy Assembly before it happens, not a week after it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, just uh, still working through some of this old hardware, and I uh, hope to get that uh, that mysterious Coco Three that won't run Timberman for whatever reason. Get that uh, up and running, and just uh, some of these other little projects. And uh, it's that damn self-modifying code, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it modified uh, itself to <laughs> to screw your computer. <laughs> yeah, in, all, in all fairness to Paul. It work. I have another Coco Three. It works just fine on. It. <laughs> so there's there's, some, there's something in there that's 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 wonky. It's the Timberman effect. Nitrous Nine. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Very Ease cool. of use. Ease of use. Mark Overholzer, Mister Music Video Star himself. Guy's got more rhythm than Michael Jackson. Uh and so, yeah, what have been some of your fond memories this year? Wow, there's a lot of them, actually. Uh, got to meet all of you, be on here with you. Uh, the chats we have after in the evening sometimes. Uh, all the new Coco stuff is excellent. I yes. couldn't find my, uh, couldn't find my uh, bomb threat, but I got my uh, Forest of Doom. Mm-hmm. Got my Timberman. Yes, huh? Uh, just got this for Christmas. The Coco book. Good stuff. Good uh, times. And uh, I got uh, this to be uh, uh, Zipster's card. And just today in the mail, I got John Strong's card. Or not John Strong, sorry, John Linville's. Okay, John Linville's holding up bomb threat right there. Yep. Very cool. So yep. you've got you've got both of the new sound card offerings. Yep. You are a sound man by trade, so it's only appropriate yep. you've got sound products. Hopefully yep. you will make some sound with these devices. That's uh, the plan. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> sounds like a sound plan. Uh, 
Stay on target. Uh, so what are you looking forward to for next year? Well, um, for the last couple of years, I've been really wanting to do some network-type games with the Coco and other 8-bit computers. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking into uh, network options for the Coco. Uh, and then, of course, I've been uh, trying to recruit people to kind of help out with this. So I have a few people that are wanting to chip in and do uh, work on stuff. And I'm glad to see that uh, Simon got to meet up with Tom Porter, who's an Apple guy who's been doing a lot of uh, yeah. um, one-bit one sound and low-res graphics on the Apple, seeing them do some stuff on the uh, Coco. Neat, neat. So trying to get people together to uh, synergy, synergize stuff and uh, see if we can yeah. make some cool games. Very cool. Very cool. So that's what I'm looking for for 2018. Cats and dogs living in harmony, right? When the Coco and the Apple <laughs> can multiplay across the internets. That is the uh, plan. When Al Gore in- Yes. When Al Gore invented the internets, he never expected the Coco and the Apple to play together. But you know what? It's a new era. So uh, very cool. Now in the live chat, David Parrish says, Thanks to everyone for sharing all the great conversation. Looking forward to more great Coco info in 18. Uh, cool stuff. And we're lucky to have John Strong back with us. John Strong hey. of Strongware. Happy New Year, sir. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, we might be losing John Strong. Hopefully he'll come back. Uh, is he back? Okay. I should be back on. All right, John Strong, welcome. And uh, what are some of your fond memories of 2017 and, and re- looking forward to 2018? Uh, be able to do Coco Fest. And uh, looking forward to finishing some games and coming up with some new ideas for things. Nice. Uh, done some nice cases this past year. And, uh, We've seen them. They look fantastic. Uh, and so, uh, there's still more to do. I've got to do one for oh, the MC10. Everybody go hide. <laughs> <laughs> for the supercar. And... Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to make it to 10 day assembly this year very cool and coco fest too hopefully which will be sooner oh yeah that's that's a given okay well that's awesome well we're glad to have uh we're glad to have you making all your hardware and software and cases for the community all right well we've been uh we've been blathering here for a bit so we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back um and uh we'll we'll continue the program so just stay tuned and thanks for being here everybody hello this is paco otakte and you are watching original gamer stevie stroh hi i'm kieran Enscombe, author of xraw and your brain is resolving sensory input into coco talk Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me. It's Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. You know, gameplay. To get your copy of a Gameplay Goodness Color Computer Gaming DVD today, head on over to 8bit256.com. There you will find several DVDs featuring Color Computer Gameplay videos by the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. So to get your very own copy of a Gameplay Goodness Color Computer Gaming DVD, head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8bit256.com and tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. 
Hello, my name is Grant Leedy, and thank you for watching The Coco Talk with your host, Stevie Stroh. You got your Coco 3 yet? Where can you catch all the latest news and information about the daily color computer and compatibles? Oh yeah, I'm talking about the Coco Crew Podcast. Dig it each month. Join John, Neil, and Mike as they lay down the latest news and information about the Radio Shack Tandy Color Computer and Compatibles. Move to interviews, tech segments, and discussions all about the Radio Shack Tandy Color Computer. Strut your fine self over to www.cococrew.org and start listening today. The Coco Crew Podcast. Keeping it Coco. You gotta love that Myro content, and uh, there was more Myro per square inch in episode 31 of the Coco Crew podcast. There was so much content in there. I don't know how the guy can squeeze out the stuff he does. I mean, every single production, it's quality, it's entertaining, it's informative. I mean, the man is a, a genius, he's an artisan, he's a true talent. So It's kind of uh, like the exact opposite of our show. <laughs> <laughs> so... I would like to very quickly raise a glass, raise a Coco Talk mug glass that you can get your very own copy of on 8bit256.com. <laughs> but I would like to raise a Coco Talk mug to Myro and all of his awesomeness because uh, Myro is one badass mofo, I have to say. So, um, yes, to Myro and to the Coco crew for providing us years and years and years of entertainment. There's Ron Delvaux holding up his mug. We're all holding up our mugs. So raise a glass to Myro. with the official uh, the official <laughs> drink of the uh, Coco Crew podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking there? What are you drinking there, Jason? You drinking some freaking uh, glass cleaner? <laughs> it was handy. That uh, that explains how you uh, how you were able to solve Forest of Doom. You ever did some performance enhancement there. I, I want to call shenanigans on this one here. We need to piss test this guy here. You might, you might get another mug now. <laughs> oh man, awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah, so <clears throat> I'll save mine for last now. So yeah, what am I thankful for? Well, I'll start off by saying, I'd like to thank God. And without him, nothing would be possible. Uh, I would like to thank my parents for conceiving me. Um, and then I would like to thank the color computer. Because without the color computer, I would not be the uh, scumbag that I am today. I would be some other scumbag, probably a blue-collar scumbag. So thank you, Coco, for making me a high-tech scumbag. Uh, and I'm thankful for finding the Color Computer community and the Coco Crew podcast and the Facebook group and then Coco Fest and Tandy Assembly and then this program and, and all the people we have met and we continue to gather with. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. It's surreal. It's, uh, it's amazing. And what I'm looking forward to uh, for 2018 is to release my first ever 
um, public uh, cocoa game because I, I made a bunch of them as a kid in basic and I'm working on one now and um, I, I, I do want to learn some of the new things that are floating around right now like this um, this compiler whatever the heck it's called so uh, <clears throat> something like that so yeah uh, you know it's been on my it's been on my radar and it's been on my to-do list to um, finish my programming and basic series start a project and then evolve this project through iterations you know to first do it in basic and then hybrid assembly and then assembly uh, ever since I've discovered that we have the ability to put something on a ROM cartridge I want to have something on a ROM cartridge because we can <laughs> and I believe a new Coco game belongs on a ROM cartridge so my goal will be eventually when I have a game that's worthy enough to be on a cartridge and it runs fast enough to be you know comparable to a commercial Coco game of the 80s I want to release a game on ROM cartridge so that's my goal and Steve uh, when yeah. you get on that cartridge I'll show you the copy protection routines that we used to use for ROM packs okay that way you'll be completely official <laughs> and of course, you'll have that self-modifying ROM code too. So. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to is um, to finally have a, a Cocoa product that I can create and contribute because you know what we're all talking about here is how many games and how many products have been released. There's there's a lot to be thankful for between you know all the new products. John Strong has got a bunch of them. John Linville has got a ton of them. Um, Simon Jonasson has bringing a lot of demos to us and helping um, helping uh, everybody else make their games. Like Simon helped Lee Patterson with Bouncy Ball and he helped Paul Thayer with Timberman. Uh, we've got he Rick helped. Adams creating he stuff. Helped me too. Yeah. So Bruce Moore, yes, with the SG yeah. Edit and other routines. So yeah. So Forest of Doom. There's and um, there's a lot of new Coco games that I'm thankful for. And I think the only thing I wish there was more of was more Coco games. And so hopefully I can throw at least one into the pile. You know. So that's my plan for next year. And at some point in time today, I will show you guys the latest uh, update on my demo of uh, Cosmic Aliens because I do have uh, an updated tech demo with some actual animation so um, the kind of world premiere of the of the of the project in progress so to speak um, so that's all I have to say about that just my good friend Mr. Gump would say and uh, what else we want to talk about today boys and girls I want to play with this what do we got here Simon what is that? What is that the what is that? Is that the SGM? That's the uh Ed's sound cartridge. Ed's sound cartridge. PSG. Okay. Coco PSG. PSG. I get I get the I get the initials confused. Yeah. Okay. PSG, so yeah. I want to play with this. Okay. Yeah. You know, Steve, uh, we're going to have to start coming up with some sort of registry for all these acronyms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A programmable sound generator, which is actually the AY chip in guys. It's right. like what's in the it's like what's in the SSC, just um, a lot better implementation. Okay. So there goes all the acronyms. Because it's direct, uh, it's direct access. Um, e.g., one register per port and one register uh, for the different ports. So it's it's a wicked piece of kit, and it's got the it's got the uh, digital sticks on it as well. Okay. 
So it's like it's like an Atari joystick or a C sixty four joystick where you just mm-hmm. have digital switches. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's got a lot of features packed in there. Yeah, and it's got five hundred twelve k of RAM and five hundred twelve k of um, flash. Okay, this isn't by any chance. You're not getting a kickback on this uh, product placement promotion here, are you? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Because not at all. Because I actually, I actually done stuff for John Linville's um, sound cart as well on Mame. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I'm just I'm messing with you. We're here to promote everybody. Um, yeah, you're messing with my head, aren't you? Everyone's yeah. messing with my head. <laughs> now remember, when you do your self-modifying code, only do it in the ramp. If you do it in the flash, you'll wear out the bits in the flash. <laughs> Am I the new whipping boy? <laughs> <laughs> Simon, we're gonna that's somebody somebody who's got graphic artist skills. He needed to draw like a superhero version of Simon. We're gonna call him. SM self modifying man or something. <laughs> just 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 score three seventy no score sixty eight oh nine on Timberman. Uh. <laughs> All right, well we do have something to share here. Uh, we've reached a new uh, milestone on our audio podcast downloads. We have reached thirty nine hundred downloads. That's a pretty cool milestone right there. Um and we've had almost 2,200 downloads in the past three months, and uh, I'm I'm very happy with these numbers. I'm very happy that people are um, listening to the program as well as watching the program. Uh, you know, to me, it doesn't matter how how people are going to do it. What are some of our uh, most uh, listened to episodes right now? Well, right now, ease of use is one of the most let's actually let's do all time so right now the tandy assembly pregame show is the most listened to episode followed by nick morentis pac-man update and the basic 09 talk ease of use comes in at number three uh the coco hardware discussions where we talked about real hardware and emulated hardware comes in at number four the tandy assembly wrap-up show at number five i sound like casey Kasem uh, on the charts here yeah uh new coco games uh comes in and then uh community chat ron's garage and forest of doom teasers on the list podcast announcement episode 21 uh, ron's retro video where he showed off his computer club grant's newbie question an introduction to uh, os9 and uh, nitrous 9 is uh, number nine and number 10 in the top 10 list is coco talk after dark episode one which happens to be the only episode that we've got so far uh when we look at some of the views we've gotten for some of our most recent episodes um pretty pretty nice here on the view count so uh our forest of doom uh so timberman episode had 117 views the forest of doom live stream and contest 106 views and um that was episode 38 we had a couple of live streams of forest of doom that are in like the 75 view count our christmas eve episode just shy of 92 uh just shy of 100 views there 92 views and the best of coco talk which was just released i think yesterday or so already up to 54 views which is very cool a little bit of feedback here we got um scott haley said merry christmas to you guys on uh, our christmas episode uh craig madsen came across one of my programming and basic videos saying i hope this series continues and so yeah we got some comments there we got some feedback there so thank you everybody who's been watching the show and listening to the show um i'm glad people are enjoying the program 
Yeah, it's good to hear. It's good to see you're getting like about the podcast was up to what about seven hundred downloads a month now the last three months. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, a, really? it's more than a hundred downloads per week of the podcast. I mean, that's that's all episodes combined. I presume that's still pretty good, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people are listening. That's kind of cool. The best part for them, of course, they don't have to see us. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Got a face for radio, kid. Uh, and just out of curiosity, Grant Leedy. Oh, by the way, nice shirt there, Grant. Well, thank you. Yeah. Do you have a newbie question of the week for us this week? Uh, no, I do not. Not a newbie question, but I do have a question of the week. All right. Uh, do you want to go ahead and ask your question? <laughs> Sure. Uh, so my question is for the panel is, what are your plans to do with the Coco for next year? What is your projects? That sounds like a newbie question. He wants to know what he can get next year. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have anything planned that's going to be big, other than uh, maybe, maybe like a new game, John Linville? Um. Well, I do plan to produce something, but it's still kind of up in the air. I've got two basic ideas in mind, um, but like I said, um, my biggest idea, well, three, I guess, uh, my biggest objective is to get a, a um, something out that uses the extra buttons on the Genesis controller. So everybody go ahead and buy your adapter for Mio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, uh, of course, that, that limits it to a Coco 3 uh, style of game, and, which is a little intimidating because Coco 3 style games kind of demand a little more attention to the artwork, and uh, the artwork in Farfall is kind of my fullest extent of uh, <laughs> art. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, my thinking there is something, probably something using a tank. <laughs> um <laughs> And maybe something that that pushes around squares or something, so somewhere between Bomberman and Pingo or something like that, but with a tank. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it turns out. The other thought has been um, for like a Coco uh, one or two, um, an implementation basically of uh, of River Raid, something mm -hmm. similar to what's on the Atari. Oh, neat. Um, but. Um, uh, I have put more thought to that over the over the past year, but I haven't written any code, so we'll see how it goes. Cool, cool. Hey, hey, John, you know that you don't have to use the 16-color mode on a Coco 3. You can use a two-color or four-color mode. Well, it's true. I just uh, I feel like people expect more. That's all. Very cool. Anything about new hardware-wise that uh, is going to overtake uh, for this next year? Anybody think? I think we need a third or fourth sound option. <laughs> oh, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> like the MC-12? <laughs> I'm hoping to see some uh, some uh, Game Master Card hardware uh, being shipped. Yeah, um, well, uh, I, I would like to support it when I get to that point. I don't even I, I need I need a game before I can add music to it. But yeah, that's part of my long term plan. I do plan to support the game master. 
the cool. game master. We do have a little bit of trolling in the live chat here. So uh, Jim Brain of Retro Innovations is saying that Steve inflates the numbers. Getting back to, I was talking about our <laughs> views and downloads. He goes, he just tests PC repairs by loading Coco Talk episodes on them. Yeah, they actually have a farm somewhere in India that I outsource this to. Um, and then when the, when the newbie question came in, he says, yeah, we've decided Grant is no noob. So Grant, you've been, you've lost your noob. Um, Credentials. You're noob to credentials. <laughs> and then retro uh, Jim also says we should have a zero color mode. <laughs> for See, I, I thought on his first point there, I thought he would have said you were preloading the PCs with bloatware or something instead. But <laughs> well, that's, that's what Coco Talk <laughs> is, apparently. So it, it's, a, it's amazing how good the internet connection is under uh, Jim's bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Especially with all the tinfoil he has, you know, to protect things from surveillance. Is that now officially a Linville-ism, too? I've got to check. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that I should be a new segment. Jim's Bridge. Defending Jim the list. <laughs> I want a Jim Bri Jim's Bridge segment. Well, that that could be a... that could, in, a, in a new episode of Forest of Doom, we could just have the... Uh, you know, the Jim Brain can come out and ask for money. So <laughs> now you have to have a bridge somewhere. That <laughs> actually, he'll come out and he'll have the sign to where the castle is, except he'd be always pointing the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about a multiplayer? <laughs> a multiplayer force of doom that could tie in yes. with uh, with the networking option. Yes, very much. Yeah. And well, Jim says, yeah, whenever Bruce makes a real game. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ouch. The I ribbing feeling, is good. I got a feeling Jim's got to show up in my next project. <laughs> fair is fair. You have to make an going. extra RAM project, though, to hold all of his ego. So. Right. Probably require 8 meg or so. <laughs> I was surprised to see OS9 fanatics in the Forest of Doom instead of uh, maybe some uh, MC10 fanatics or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd be too easy to beat, you know. Yeah, I, there, aren't that, there aren't that many of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're being attacked by a lonely, small little MC10. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, we missed our girlfriends in here today too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Our, our adult dating website, sex. dot com, sponsor is not here today. So. I still think that was Jim in disguise, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just disappointed they didn't get the response they were looking for. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he was disappointed. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to take a, a peek at my updated um, little uh, work in progress on Cosmic Aliens for the Coco. Yeah, sure. And afterwards, did you want to show a couple clips from the uh, best of that uh, Bill Joyce made? Uh, or do you want to just... It's, no, just let people watch the episode. It's too hard okay. for me to do that. I, I went ahead and pulled what I could pull from that. Um, what am I doing here? Okay. So, here we go. Can you guys see the screen? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So what we're what you're going to see just to set the stage when you when when the program first loads you're going to see the image load in which it was drawn from uh, the uh, 
the, the pixel editor that Paul Thayer gave me. So the first image gets loaded in. You're going to see things turn yellow. As they're turning yellow, that was just me visually knowing that I was getting and putting the right areas of the screen. So those little yellow boxes is just my visual indication, kind of like highlighting or marking off what I've done. And then you'll see the actual tech demo for all of its blazing speed and glory. So are you ready? Drum roll, please. And here we go. And so now I am able to move my spaceship left and right. And I have eight unique aliens moving on screen. And this is the exact same logic and pretty much same process I use to do my MS-DOS quick basic version of Cosmic Aliens. Just random generations picking one of eight directions and just kind of moving around. And look at the speed. You wouldn't. You would think this was assembly by looking at this, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially so, that four-voice music you got going in the background. Uh, <laughs> Interrupt-driven, right? So I know um, you're during rests right now in the music track, but <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that the masking really works great in this basic program. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome masking. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, the only thing I'm doing like is... Like right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah stay on target. You haven't made the collision target. detection yet. Well, they won't collide with each other because they're friendly. Um, <clears throat> they're friendly with each other. Oh. But, um, yeah, so this was just me right now saying, can, can I put things on the screen? Can I move things around? And we're already starting to see some of the limitations of the speed of BASIC. And so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what this compiler can do. But I'm also just kind of ah. I'm also just kind of happy that I was able to draw the graphics and make a little tech demo to show that I can move objects on the screen. So this is how everything starts. You know, getting back to Grant's question from last week, how do you start a game? Well, first I drew the graphics, and now I'm just making little chunks of a program to allow me to move my spaceship, which I had last week. And now this morning I added the ability to move my ships around, the the alien ships, so they're moving around. Um, you know, and it's just little pieces and you just keep adding on to it and, and that's just <coughs> kind of how it goes. So th there you have it. This is the latest update on the progress of Cosmic Aliens. I've also started a website for this too, CosmicAliens.com, which I'll, um, you know, continue to show some of the... Um, some of the progress on, you know, as I progress on things. I can tell by your stunned silence, everybody here is just blown away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a lesson plan for you on how to get these uh, guys to move around in vector patterns. Okay. <laughs> so you can have sweeping motions. Oh, and yeah. Like that. Yeah. That would you know, be cool. Remember Galaxian when they had come in and yeah. fly in? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Are you yeah. going to have a, a retro intro with the uh, squares all around the edge? Uh, uh, not not the uh, Datasoft marquee, but I will have something like the original one of block letters where it will say Cosmic Aliens and play a little bit of music and stuff. Um so I'll have something, yeah. That's going to be the next tool. Is I'm going to I'm going to start um, doing some stuff with Simon Jonason's tool, the uh, SG Edit that lets you do semi-graphic stuff. So hopefully by next week I'll have an animated title screen. But I I felt it was a little bit more important to get something a little bit more visual uh, as far as the animation and stuff going. 
Okay, and a question for Bruce, since Bruce has been fiddling with the uh, CIRCOMP uh, compiler. Yes. Uh, from your experience in fiddling with it, how much would that help Steve's program? Well, um, um, according to CIRCOMP, if you're using get input, um, you can see a, maybe a four times speed increase, if that's what you're doing. Okay. Um, so that's that's cool. Um and uh, there's a couple of other things in there that are that could be very useful. For instance, uh, they've added a couple of extra commands that will actually let you um, uh, use interrupts. So that could come in very handy. Mm. If you, if For you background want, you know, sound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and there's a command they call it a generate command, G-E-N, where you can actually just drop bytecode right into the program. And you can either use it as data, so you could have all your little pre-drawn ships embedded in there as as data statements. Okay. Or, but 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 the, just the bytes, though. You just actually put the bytes. Uh huh. And the other part is that if you want, if you had a little machine language routine you wanted, uh, that you know, uh, you can convert these things to data statements and poke them into memory. That's how we would do it as, as just basic people. Well, you can take those same bytes, leave them in a data statement, and then you would say you would do a go sub to, to the line number, and it will execute the code. So there's, there's some interesting possibilities there if you can find your way around mm -hmm. the, the C basic uh, compiler and moving. You, know, you can either use the, the editor that comes with it, or you can, like I'm trying to do, I'm using Notepad++ and, uh, and uh, MAME's image tool to keep moving the, the, uh, the, the, the code back into a disk mm. and compiling it, um, which is a little tedious, but at the same time being able to just replace a lot of, look, look at the whole thing at once on the screen and note in the Notepad is pretty sweet okay. code-wise. So, okay. Yeah, so there's definitely like your project. I could see you know working well. The biggest difference is um, you have to define the strings a little differently. Your okay. arrays. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise the code looks about the same. Uh, no real numbers. That's one thing that's come up here. You have to do something special if you want real numbers. It's running. It's assuming all integers stuff, which is where you get your speed, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, and forget puts. You wouldn't need reels anyway. So now, now no. there, there's documentation and, and all the stuffs out there. Yeah, there's good documentation for it. Okay, um, I'll get with yeah. you offline on some of that and look at that process a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's probably where I should go ahead and move over to because, like I said, I'm already starting to feel the uh, speed creep coming in. So um, yeah, and it's early enough in the process where it's not a big transition uh cool cool yeah so that will help because yeah uh so technically i'll still be writing it in basic but it won't be running in basic which is so you'll get some some performance boost out of there i am i am doing some page flipping just to get rid of the flicker but yeah i'm not doing any masking right now because it's just there's just too much going mm. on so mm -hmm. um cool very cool so yeah, look forward to that. That's that's a that's like a extra Christmas present right there. So, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. very very cool. Are you going? Is this going to be a Coco two? Uh, well, that would be my plan. My plan would be to make it compatible with the Coco one two and Dragon. Um, uh. 
and then uh, because I, I want my first, I want my first thing to be a Coco, pretty much Coco one two thing, because that was the machine I grew up with. Um, and then you know, a future project will be Coco three. Then go right to VR. VR virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. We get. We need. We need two Cocos for that for the stereo. Right. One for each eye. Or two MC tens. Two. <laughs> Ah, to hold the cocos, to hold the cocos down. They're small enough you can strap those right to your head. So. Yeah, right to the head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Become your own doorstop. Ease of use. All yes. right. Theater free is nice. <laughs> we need there to find out if they actually bury those into the landfill somewhere. <laughs> you just That's never know. See my comment on the fact that uh, they don't really yellow like cocos do. Mm. Well, that's it's because nobody ever never, uses them. Yeah, they're never taken out <laughs> into the light of day. <laughs> They've never seen the light of day. <laughs> they're all under. They're all under the bridge with Jim. <laughs> it wasn't Elon Musk mentioned he was going to send a rocket full of them to Mars or something. Or was that his car? I can't remember. Very very cool. All right. Well. Let's um, yeah, we're gonna do a commercial. But did did anybody have any um, acquisitions that they want to talk about? You want to think about that, and we'll come back after that after the commercial. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back in two in two. Hi, this is Rick Adams, and I'm the author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you are watching Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. Hi, this is Mark Overholzer, and you're listening to Coco Talk the nation's leading weekly live talk show about the Tandy Color Computer. At GSoft, we make games for the TRS-80 Color Computer, TRS-80 MC-10, and Dragon Computers. Our basic games cover the range of genres from arcade, to text adventures, to simulations, to 3D dungeon crawls. This is our latest puzzle game from Japan, Fruit Panic. So come on and drop by our website and download our latest games. Hey, this is Bruce Moore, author of Force of Doom, and you're watching the original gamer Stevie Stroke. Many have tried. Few have succeeded. Can you defeat the Forest of Doom? Send your proof of victory before December 16 to fod at gracenote.ca for your chance to win the Chalice of Bravery. Now, is there anybody we know that might have won that Chalice of Bravery? <clears throat> <coughs> Um, it was, it was maybe. fake news. <laughs> does, uh, so does, how does victory taste, Jason? <laughs> like window cleaner, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still awaiting that, but I know it's, it, it'll, it'll, it'll arrive eventually. Yeah, it's going to be an armored truck has to deliver it, so... Uh. <laughs> it's going to be brought by a uh, a, a representative of the uh, U.S. government. 
Right, and Price Waterhouse Coopers will be there to verify the authenticity of the delivery. Um, all that <laughs> Read good the wrong stuff. name. Um. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. So, uh, project updates, acquisitions. Anybody got anything they want to share with us? You can have a look at my. You can have a look at my cooker free. I'll just show the inside of it. You can see how weird it actually is. Give me okay. two seconds. Two seconds. This is the Alien Coco uh, 3. Yeah, well, it's obviously a, it's obviously a hybrid. A right, right, right. So, so basically, um, you know, the United States runs at 120 volts alternating current and typically uses an uh, N, never the same color, right? NTSC yeah. Um, yeah. output. And then uh, most European stuff has a 220 watt power supply. Watts or volts? I don't know. Volts. Volt. 220 volt, and they typically use a signaling for the television called POW. So the Can fact someone that, say the um, the power supply? Uh, the power supply is in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah. Look, that's, it's got a, it's got a board on it. Yeah. 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 That's unusual. It looks like. Um, Possibly a Coco 2, some power supply stuffed into a Coco 3 case. Okay. Do you suspect uh, somebody took an American Coco and brought it to Europe and had to kind of bastardize it to work with the power there? Yeah, yeah, because the power supply itself is actually 220, 240 volts. Um, yeah. And they ran a wire from uh, the RGB port to the to the CMP outputs, possibly uh, a wire for V-Sync, because they probably didn't have a monitor that was able to sync. Okay. So, so a lot of custom hackery going on there. Yeah, it's, it's, de it's definitely an NTSC Coco, but just with a, a bastardized power supply from somewhere. Okay. I don't know if it's a Coco 2 power supply or whatever. I need to take a Coco 2 apart to see it. And and the 512K board in that, is that one of the Cloud9's earlier SIM ones, or is it a hack job too? No, no, no. I, I just put that in the other day. It's, it's a Cloud9 job. Okay, so that's their one previous to the triad. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, I received that from one of my American friends. You have, you have more than one? Uh, I, have, I, have, I have a couple. <laughs> I, I, no, it's I, Jim Brain has no friends, so I, mean, <laughs> I, I tend to have to buy them. You know? <laughs> we, have a, we have a sponsor for that. It's adultdatingsexsite.com. So <laughs> uh, I wanted to show. Some, yeah, I wanted you to show. Are a wicked man. <laughs> I wanted to show something that Jason put on the uh, Facebook group, but again, more of his PenFest stuff. This is from PenFest '99, and this is showing the guide, the the um, kind of the little brochure thing. Uh, so before he showed a bunch of photos of PenFest 2000, uh, PenFest '99. This again, just kind of seeing the schedule of events. And when you look at these schedule of events, you know, well, listen. How long has Coco Fest been going on now? 27 years. And, you know, before Coco Fest, there was um, Rainbow Fest. So you see some similarities here, how you have like these lineups of speakers and presentations and stuff. So I guess this format 
has been around and it's fairly tried and true, right? Um, your vendor, a list of vendors, a list of the floor plan. Um, you know, it's um, it seems like these pen fests, for being as, as far back as they were, they were definitely well-organized and well-produced events. Um, uh, here's, again, a picture of the, fl of the floor plan here. From the uh, 2001, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Um, you know? If you know, so how, how's that song go by Cher? If I could turn back time, I definitely wish I could have um, attended any Rainbow Fest or some of the earlier Coco Fests or a Pen Fest. Um, you know, you can't turn back time, but what you can do is try to make sure you don't miss uh, what's going on right now. So things like Coco Fest and things like Tandy Assembly, make your plans and get there. Because most of us who are here on this call, a lot of us, you know, we 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 kind of got together because of things like the Coco <laughs> and Coco Fest. And when you get to meet, um, you know, you get to meet people in person, and you get to hang out for a weekend. It, it is a pretty cool little um, experience, you know. It's um, that's kind of what I liked about this show was it helped kind of. Um, take some of the edge off of the blues. You know, we talk about the Cocoa Fest blues and, you know, like I, I call it the withdrawals from um, from the Cocoa Crew podcast. You know, you get you get a nice good four-hour episode on a short month. Uh, you get a lot of good content and then you have to wait 29 days for more uh, Cocoa content. So that's I like this show um, where we can just kind of get together and kind of keep that spirit and camaraderie alive. But nothing beats the real thing, you know. So, Hanging out with your Cocoa Buds in person is really the way to go. Um, probably a good segue to talk about the Cocoa Fest, too. Uh, but uh, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. what Pen Fest. Those of us on the panel, who were there? And what are some of your memories and things, you takeaways and shareable moments of Pen Fest? Well, I think I was there for the first one, which I think was 98. I believe so. Yeah, Ron Bull yeah. did those. Yeah, yeah. and um, that that was the show. He was learning how to do the show. Huh. <laughs> and I was at the two thousand one, which uh, Nick basically helped organize quite a bit of it. Yeah, I helped organize quite a bit of the uh, ninety eight. You know, it was kind of like I've gone to these Cocoa Fests. Hey, I want to have a Cocoa Fest in my backyard, so I don't have to drive. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so. I do wish Steve and some of the other people had never been to the ones except for Coco Fest had been able to go to a Rainbow Fest when it's heyday in the early to mid-80s when there's like 10,000 plus people at them because that was, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> I do like... remember I do remember giving a talk at the Chicago Rainbow Fest on this new thing called a Color Computer 3. <laughs> yep, I was at that one. <laughs> and yes. you recall, that room, that was standing room only. Yep. So there were some people playing laser tag in the back for a little bit, if I remember correctly. Or maybe that was at the breakfast. I can't remember. I know. I was one of them. I brought my equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been to breakfast then. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there was about 3,000 people in that room. Wow. Yeah. That's and The attendance at show, I think, was 11 or 12. And there's one, like, one... One of the ones a bit earlier than that, I think 83 or 84, was like 14,000 people or something. Well, you have to remember, if you bought a two-day ticket, you're counted twice. Yeah, and because, I agree with some people that only went the one day, so. Yeah, 
But yeah, if you bought a ticket for a day, you were considered. Yeah, and you went the you had the ticket for the second day. You're counted as a completely different person. So the numbers were a little inflated. Oh, yeah, like but still thousands. Yeah, yeah it's still yeah. in the thousands. Even if it was half of that, and it was like five to seven thousand people, that's still impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, shows that had the highest attendance were the ones that are three day. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Tom C has just joined us in the live chat, saying hello all. Hey, Tom C. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Paul Fiscarelli saying, I met Steve Bjork for the first time at the Princeton Rainbow Fest in maybe 86 or 87. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I first met him at the 86 Chicago one, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like Woodstock for a cocoa nut, if you think about it. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> Just stay away from the brown acid. <laughs> no, they only served that at the MC10 Fest. <laughs> Cookie, anyone? Yeah, it's. I mean, now we're reaching record numbers of possibly a hundred uh, attendees, which is still really cool. I mean, everything's in perspective if you think about yeah. it. The fact that this this past mm -hmm. year we've had eighty some odd at at Coco Fest and Tandy Assembly. My predictions for twenty eighteen is we will hit a hundred attendees at at uh, Coco Fest and Tandy Assembly. Uh, that's my prediction. That is my wish, and that'll be part of our mission of this show is to definitely kind of pump up those shows. Um, you know, oh, I, I, mean, got, I, I got a little news on that front. The financial okay. controller voted yes. Ah. So I will be definitely there for Saturday. Hey. Cool. Yay. I don't know about Sunday, but definitely there for Saturday. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Steve Bjork hey. will be attending Coco Fest in 2018. That's Breaking Stop news. Stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good to see you again, Steve. And hopefully that doesn't make some people not want to go. There's only two MC10 support. MC10 uh, support so should be okay. I, I don't think border control will let me pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's take let's take a quick look at the uh, at the Glenside website here, real quick. So. Just just before you do, Steve, I just want to mention one uh, comment from Jim in the uh, chat room there, um, where he after Steve announced he's going to school the more people to troll on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Brian Joyce says all the MC tens just canceled their tickets. <laughs> all two. Yeah. Well, Jim said he's going to bring his MC ten for Steve to sign. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> would would you entertain that? Uh, he's not. First of all, he's going to have to sa sign a statement that he will not show my signature to anybody under eighteen. <laughs> because it will be inappropriate language. <laughs> <laughs> so an alias is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Something like this effing machine killed the deluxe color. <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. Go self mote yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a look at the GlensideCCC.com website. This is the Glenside Color Computer Club, host of Coco Fest. 
we know who's currently uh, RSVP'd right now. Rick Adams, Neil Blanchard, Ron Delvaux, Ron Klein, David Ladd, Grant Leedy, John Linville, Mark Marlette, John Mark Mobley, Boise Pete, Mike Rowan, John Strong, myself, and Evan Wright are going to be there. Um, we do have some events lined up. So uh, 6 p.m. is when the club is going to start setting up the area. 7.30 p.m. is if you're an exhibitor. You can start to set up your exhibit. At 9 p.m., that early access will close. This is Friday night. And then usually after that, uh, I, I imagine some people go to dinner, and then there's usually a late-night lobby hangout um, and drinking uh, occasion there. So Saturday, we have an early setup at 7 a.m. show opens at 9 our first event here, and this came across by some suggestions we had on our roundtable discussions and a few other things like that, but a booth tour. So rather than kicking things off with a keynote speaker, we're going to take a tour of all of the exhibitors so everybody can kind of show off what they're doing. Um, this also came up in one of those discussions, but lightning talks. Um, where everybody can spend five minutes and we're probably going to have to give a training course on how to speak concisely. Um, mm -hmm. But a five-minute uh, elevator pitch on what your project is or what your table is all about. Um, very cool presentation by Jim O'Keefe on Keefe with uh, Programming and Forth. We have lunch. John Strong will be showing off some video game development. 2 p.m. we'll have a live Coco Talk for 45 minutes uh, from Coco Fest. An award ceremony, the no minimum bid auction, which this is the reason to go to Cocoa Fest. Even if you're anti-social, if you love the cocoa, this is like penny stock version of eBay. You can buy cocos starting at a nickel, right? The on-site dinner is always great. Trivia contest is great. Uh, social hour and the musical jam is great. Sunday, we start off with our national anthem. To be determined talks. A working lunch and Glenside meeting, uh, another auction, and then we close things up at um, 3 p.m. with a dinner. So things are coming together for the plans for Coco Fest. It looks like it's pretty well organized already. Um, and I know as as things are revealed, we'll probably hear about them on the Coco Crew podcast. Uh, and if John Linville has any new pearls of knowledge to share with us, um, throughout the week, if he discovers things, you're welcome to share those too, John. Sure. Um, well, there's one unfortunate update. Um, uh, Boise Pete uh, discovered that he had already made a commitment uh, to uh, uh, something to do with, uh, some, well, something local to him. So okay. he's not going to be able to make it to Coco Fest. Mm. That's why uh, I just changed uh, his picture to Mike's picture on the trivia contest. Yeah. Ah. Um, the other thing that's kind of unresolved, uh, if you go up to the award ceremony, um, so I'm trying to, um, well, so we've had people complain a little bit about the awards kind of uh, disorganized. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and uh, so uh, and I kind of conveyed that message and then got volunteered to think of the categories, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, my punishment. Um, <laughs> So what I would like to do is have uh, some community participation, both in suggesting the award categories and in nominating and selecting the awardees. Um, and so I'll probably be doing some of that um, uh, through the Facebook group uh, using their polling mechanism. Um, but so instead of just, um, you know, 
basically in the past uh, they've decided to give out the awards and then kind of made up a category to go with who they wanted to give the award to. <laughs> and so uh, I'd like to actually have some real categories like, you know, most innovative new Cocoa software or, you know, best Cocoa hardware vendor or, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I plan to nominate, uh, to create a few suggestions and, um, and put it up as a poll. And so if you could vote for which, which categories you'd like to see, uh, um, be, uh, I hope to put out more suggestions and there will actually be awards. So we'll just take the top five or six or seven uh, categories mm-hmm. and then put those back out for dominations and voting on who should get the awards. That's my plan right now. Okay. Uh, if you have any comments I'd like to, on that, I'd love to hear the comments. And otherwise, I'd love to have the suggestions for um, for the, the uh, categories and for uh, later for nominees. Well, okay. one award that you should have, but you won't know, know until everybody's there, is the person that came the furthest. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid um, ones that that require tabulation on site, partly because I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to be able to resolve the tabulations uh, beforehand. Um, I haven't decided whether we should try to keep that a secret for the big reveal or just go ahead and vote on it openly. Um, that'd probably be a good question to ask. What you guys think? Um, and um, you know, other than that, uh, um, you know. I'd, well, like I said, I just I probably one of the things that have to be tabulated at the last minute. <laughs> okay. Well, a lot of award shows, when they get started out here in California for the different entertainment divisions, is that you come up with a list of names of people that you want to win the award to get them to come to your ceremony. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like putting the card cart before the horse but the idea is you get the celebrities to stand up there and say something nice it's when you get big like the academy awards you don't have to do it that that way anymore but trust me in the beginning of the academy awards they did like that so they would have these better stars directors and like that show up for their award ceremony and give it some sort of credit that's not a bad idea. I mean, Jim Jim Brain's kind of agreeing with that already because he basically said he'll attend as long as there's a most troll-like attendee award. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, working already. Yeah. Maybe you can have um, ha- still have the big reveal, but have have the nominations known ahead of time or something. Well, that's yeah, what, well, what you like do is you just you tabulate it, find the person that won, and give them a call and say, "Hey, are you coming out here? Oh, you are. You get an award." <laughs> you don't show up you find the next person on the list that will right right uh, it's, um, uh, like I said I already put out that one poll um, you know do you think people should have to attend to receive an award um, got uh, some, some feedback there um, some people feel more strongly than others <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but um, um I think you should have to attend uh, or have a good excuse, um, partly just so that we don't have to figure out how to get you your award if you're not there to pick it up and take it home. Yeah, um, that's a good point. <laughs> also, just an aside, John, I, I tried to put in uh, 
or use the link on the Glenside site there to say that I was going to be attending, and I keep getting a timeout error, so you haven't received it, I don't believe. Okay. Um, all right, I'll add you. Okay. And, of course, add me. Yeah, I just did add you, Steve. <laughs> okay. Excellent. So, so how do we question. keep a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just, I just uh, you know, the whole thing about awards is, you know, one guy wins it. What about the guys who who, who want to win but don't? What do we, you know, uh, uh, what about those poor suckers? Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that either, either nobody gets one or somebody else gets one. <laughs> we need a participation award. Yeah. A participation <laughs> trophy, right? So yep. I, I guess that, that kind of A mug of douche up. or something, maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I believe I believe it's been at least thirty seconds, so I'm able to interrupt at this point. Um, it brings up the question now, though, too: is is the award for the best cocoa product, or is it for the best cocoa product based on who's coming to Cocoa Fest? Because that that really becomes two different categories. Because, f for example, let's just say Devil's Advocate, one of Ed Snyder's products is voted the best cocoa product of the year, and he can't make the event is it still not the best product so that to me seems to be a little bit of a fuzzy uh, category um, if you want people to be present and attend obviously that's desirable but if it's an actual category for the best of something not everybody's going to be able to in, yeah especially our overseas friends yeah that's quite the expensive trip well, do you like it the way it is now where they just decide who to give it to and then make up a, 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 a category no, well, do I, don't, the, I don't. Go ahead. Do it the way that you're originally going to do it. I was just kind of mentioning to you, it's something to keep in the back of your mind. If something's borderline, give them the award. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the winning category, I think, um, for the attend or not, is attend. Uh, you have to attend unless you have a good reason not to. Right. Um, especially when you combine that with must attend, it definitely weights towards attendance. Um, so, I mean, I think people understand what must be present to win means, so, okay, uh, you know, uh, personally, I'd like to avoid categories that are best, you know, best, best. or best, I okay. prefer more like most fun or most innovative or, or most useful or something like that. It's a little, it's just a nit for me, but best yeah. subjective, um, most True. useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's subjective. Very true. By the way, I just corrected the timeout issue on the contact page of the website. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, wow. What, what, what was the general response, John, to the questions? I know one of the things was um, should should must they be present or you know I think one of the options was unless you're like in another country. What what was like the main um, Okay. Um, there were three options. Um, uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, with with uh, exceptions, and uh, and no, not necessary. Um, and I think uh, I think we had three each for yes, absolutely, and no, not necessary, and then five or six for the yes with exceptions. Okay. So most people seem to think that yeah, you should be there, but there are some valid reasons why some people can't like being in australia or you know being outside the united states or uh, north america i should say right so i think my examples were inability to travel um 
and I forget what else. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Pneumonia. If they're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to give it a award. Deceased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, posthumous are an ability to travel with the two years. Now, now, John, has there been any thought of doing a, a, a single, uh, like a People's Choice Award, where the attendees themselves vote for one particular award on Saturday, saying you announce Sunday? Hmm. Um, That's a good idea. Well, like I said, my only thought was I just don't want to tabulate at Cocoa Fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we don't use Dynacalc, we should be okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the fastest way to get it done at Cocoa Fest, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, no, you know, I, I mean, if you just limited it to one award, like a People's Choice Award type thing. Well, I mean, you could have something like Best Booth or, or whatever. <laughs> um, um, like I said, Farthest or something. Those, those right. are things you could do. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see this evolve to where the, you know, it becomes uh, a little more pre planned where, like, the trophies actually have people's names and categories. Yeah, yeah, that would be neat. <laughs> Um, well, your best booth is already a given. It's uh, Glenside's with all the donated computer equipment. <laughs> Without that out, hands down, best booth. Yeah, right. That's not really a booth, though. That's the auction. Yeah. Most yeah, but they, all those entirely. But yeah, but all one. those tables with that equipment, you know. That. Mm. How about Most a Lifetime <laughs> Achievement Award or something like that? Uh, uh, I probably will suggest that as one of the options. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what you, you're going to have an idea of who your exhibitors are. So maybe the category should be based on the exhibitors. And so, you know, there's going to be a handful of uh, hardware uh, and software. So, you know, um, you know, uh, best, best new product of the show. Best in show for hardware and software, for example. Um, and that, and that doesn't say the best product of the whole Coco universe, but best in show means who came to the show, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. That's so best in, thing. best in show hardware, best in show software, um, <coughs> uh, best in show booth, or maybe under the booth you have, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be nice I to think, have the categories done ahead of time. So you have names of the trophies that probably you should have one or two that are done at the show because of, you know, stuff that shows up that you weren't expecting. That yeah. might you know warrant an award, and you should get a little dro- troll doll like those little troll dolls they had. Yes, and just just bring your just bring the best in show stuff like best in show is, is like a car show, isn't it? Because you turn up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can't, yeah. Can't, so my one worry about that doing an award for people at the show is is that some people may keep their project secret until the show and do the big reveal. Well, that means yeah. nobody's voted on. All right. Yeah, it's done all ahead of time. There's like it doesn't get counted. Besides, the, yes, the best in show, the award doesn't have to have their name. It just right. has to have best, best in, in show, show Coco Fest 2018. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know if you're best in show or not. Right, and that's what they make P touch labels for, anyways. <laughs> Your name you here. Him, you <laughs> all the wor- worst thing like is after the fact. You got the award with that P touch on there. You peel out the P touch and you find it was actually for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't did show, show up. So, yeah. so I have a question about the schedule. Wait, I have one more award idea. Uh. Maybe a, 
uh, maybe some sort of general innovation or, uh, award or something like that. Something broad. Like not specifically hardware or software or something just to generate. Yeah, just, just so, yeah, just like Advancing someone did something really weird or neat or, Advancing or the I don't know. Like a force yeah. of douche cup or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Something along the lines of um, maybe best in community support. Mm -hmm. There. Okay. Well, I like I, I like the some semi democratic approach to it, where people are getting to voice something. Um, I like I like the de the democracy versus the let's just decide who we're going to give them to approach. Definitely like that. But I, I, I see there's challenges on both ends of this. You know, coming up with the categories, yeah. making it fair and balanced, and then not wanting to do live tabulation. So there's you know a little yeah. bit of juggling must must take place yeah. there, or or a mixture of a couple of approaches depending on the award. Right. I mean, there you if, go. If we use some sort of online voting, the tabulation isn't that big a deal. Right, right, right. And so, so if you use an online voting thing like a Survey Monkey or something like that, then the results will be semi-private because a Facebook poll, if you base it on that, people are going to know who the winner is before the event. So, right. something like that uh, online you survey is probably the way to go. You know, if you do it at the event, you could just have all the nominees leave the room and everybody raise their hands. A silent, a silent auction. <laughs> Ooh, old school. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I see a, I see another challenge though with the schedule. How okay. are we going to do a cocoa talk in forty-five minutes? Day <laughs> <laughs> on target. Yeah. We've done we've done one in about an hour, so it'll have to be a lightning a lightning talk. <laughs> we just basically introduce talk. everybody and then and say we're done and, and that's the end yeah. of the show. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey John, John, who's in charge of the schedule? Um, I guess I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to you. If you want me to talk of the show, it's going to have to be on Saturday. Okay. Um, do you want to talk of the show? <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, yes, and I know there are some people that will shoot me if I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'm... the MC10 people. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know the seminar is going to be, what's award? wrong with the MC10? So. <laughs> You know what award Steve York is going to get, right? We already know. The MC10. MC10. MC10 right? uh, fan of the year award. Right? The MC10 booster award. That's what he's going to get. <laughs> Ultimate hate award. <laughs> is your, has Steve, is your, uh, is your talking to be on self modifying code by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, come on. Uh, <laughs> the do's and don'ts of self-modifying code. <laughs> don't on on an MC10. Nobody <laughs> won't care. Go ahead. Yeah. The I only do, the only well. the only good use I found for self-modifying code was in that copy protection for the ROM because it would go through and modify the ROM if it detected it was a pirated cartridge. Ah, you can't yeah, modify the bloody rum. You weren't the only one to use that technique. <laughs> you yeah. can't modify the bloody rum, boy. <laughs> no, of course not. Well, it's called read-only memory. Right. So, uh, Paul Fiscarelli says there should be a, a trophy for the cutest booth babe too. So, that already uh, goes to David Lads. David Lads. <laughs> and by the way, what what time is the what time is the wet T-shirt contest scheduled for? <laughs> it's for the booth tour. <laughs> otherwise known as the throwing the beer time, but uh, yeah. yeah. 
All right, let's let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with this fascinating conversation and, and many more. Hi, this is Randy Weaver, and you're watching the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. Greetings, YouTubers. Atari Leaf here, and you're listening to Coco Talk. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, it's original gamer Stevie Stroh, and welcome to a brand new segment of the show that we call the Pandering Segment. And this is where we ask you to help support our efforts by checking out our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com where you can grab yourself a coffee mug like this or maybe like this or maybe one of the even cool new deluxe travel mugs possibly even a DVD featuring some gameplay goodness all of the proceeds that we get from the retro swag shop go right back into the production and hosting costs of the show as well as compensating the artist Joel Adams who designs all these cool things for us. So consider <coughs> supporting our endeavors by picking yourself up a piece of merchandise from 8bit256.com. On top of that, if you'd really like to help out the show on a long-term basis, we've got a brand new Patreon site where you can support us with regular contributions. And you can visit us there at patreon.com slash OGSteviestrow. However, we'll keep it real simple. Visit us on the web at cocotalk.live and you can get all the information there. And while you're there, why not send us an email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear some feedback from you, some suggestions for future show ideas and topics, and maybe even submit a segment or bumper yourself. The show wouldn't be anything without you, and we appreciate all of your support. Yeah, so yeah, that segment needs to be shortened up and needs to be punched up, right? A little bit more enthusiasm, a little bit more cowbell. I think is what that little pandering segment needs there. More cowbell. No, according no to cowbell. our little site. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't get yourself yanked again. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see something about uh, Christmas Rush by John Linville. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. The, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, that was uh, intended to be um, one out of a three or four mini games all put together with the Christmas themes or whatever. <laughs> and it just turned into one game. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, done MC ten as well. Yeah. Yeah. Did it on the MC ten as well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winner's ship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get the product to market. So yep. And Jim says the MC ten version was the best. <laughs> well i love the i love the end of the best of the year episode too where we had the uh, have we beat this one to death played about like five or six different <laughs> times in there and we beat this one to death uh I, I just i never get tired of that phrase so i'm really glad john didn't patent that phrase there because we don't have a ton of money <laughs> we don't have a lot of money oh huh. man i got that, a question for you guys uh, who did the original, um, did you get your Coco 3 yet? Recording. Well, that was a really old recording. Um, um, I'm not even, Boise had it from his research for the book, uh, but it was, um, um, uh, the person that's saying it, I, I can't remember the name, Steve probably knows, he's actually on that recording, um, is, uh, at, um, um, uh, it was like some sort of a, um, 
like a, a Rainbow Fest roundtable, Cover Three roundtable, something like that. Um, but um, it's um Barry, uh, Barry, what was Barry's name? Um, yeah, I don't have the I don't have the details. Barry from right. Radio Shack, you mean, or Barry Thompson or something? Or? Barry Thompson, yeah. Uh, this Barry Thompson saying, hey, "Have you got your Cocoa Three yet?" Barry Thompson. Yep. That brings back and, memories. Um, hey, you got um, your Coco Mark, 3 yet? That's it. <laughs> hey, you got your Coco 3 yet? <laughs> Simon finally did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I liked it with self mode. Simon got a self-modifying Coco 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely wacky, let's put it that way. Another interesting bit of information we could gather is how many people have the 86 or 87 chip. Good point. Right. Once Mark Overholzer's um, internet uh, online thing is fixed, we could have all our Coco's phone home, right, and just mm -hmm. uh, re report back to CocoStatistics.com yep. what type of gimmies they've got, what yep. type of bastardized power supplies are in them, uh, what type of CPUs they have. <laughs> Actually, I was planning on making profiles to do that sort of stuff so yeah. that game code could be loaded down and know what could use on your Coco. Right, right, right. Yeah. What type of Night keyboard? Night does have a CPU check built in already, so. Are you in touch with Randy Weaver? Marco? Uh, I know who Randy Weaver is. I don't speak to him very often. Heard the name. Uh, he's uh, helping to uh, to computerize or, uh, well, modernize uh, the Glenside database stuff, get it uh, on the web or whatever. Okay. He's got a lot of thoughts about collecting uh, data on on you know what Coco people have or whatever uh, um yeah and so you might be uh looking at the same kind of uh area of, so, of work coco can coco census bureau yeah it, uh, advantageous to take uh i have a 128 coco 3 with uh 87 chip and two of my uh, other ones i have 86 is uh, would it be good to take out uh put the uh 87 chip in my uh, 6309. That seems like the holy grail of the Coco is if you had an 87 gimme with the 6309. Fast interrupt or something, if I remember. Lucky I've got an 87. Yeah. They're not insurmountable problems. You kind of program around it kind of like Intel does when they get a little bug in their chips these days. So. Somewhere on the um, SDC chip, or uh, yeah, SDC card is a test to tell you which chip you have. Yeah, and Sockmaster does some of those same tests because if some of his demos require slightly different timing to work between the two gimmies. Now, somebody uh, a couple years ago made a, a, I think it was a Facebook group or something, or maybe a Google Maps thing where they had a, a list of all the Coke users and where they lived. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that's. Is, did that have information on what Coco's everybody had to, or is that just location? No, it was just, just names location. and locations. Yeah, and Brian Joyce no, actually asked me to add him to that. I have to. I have to pull that one up again. That yeah. is Hugo on. Uh, yeah, Hugo, Hugo, Hugo created it. I've also got access to um, add people to it. Um, that that is on uh, imacoconut.com under communities. I think uh, yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty cool little map that made the best of episode two, the Coco map. Um, yeah. 
So uh, that would be interesting. But yeah, so a Coco Census Bureau would be kind of neat to know how many are out there, what type of hardware they have. Um, you know, it might help a developer figure out what should I develop for, you know? Yeah, I was just going to mention that it would actually help the developers quite a bit to know, like, what size of market do I have if I program for this particular platform? Well, yeah, part of it is knowing how many active units are out there and then how many of those people are just have a computer versus are an actual consumer who would want to purchase something new. Uh, I think Ron's garage would really throw the stats off. <laughs> like one, one entry and it would be you know several pages of gear <laughs> i have 14 mc10s three are being used as doorstops um yeah show us steve can you show us that map uh yeah give me a second here yeah so this is a good time for me to plug the I'm a coconut.com website, which I'm going to pull up here right now. For those of you who don't know how to spell that, it's I M A C O C O N U T.com. This is your one stop shop for all your color computer needs. And I believe it's under, possibly under communities. Let's see. Under communities, we have Ron DeVos Facebook group, Coco Community. Perhaps it's under uh, resources. Let's take a look under resources. Uh, so I, I made the site. I don't remember how I <laughs> organized all this crap here. Uh, Color Computer Archive, Coco Links page. Coco Google World Map. And here it is. All right. And so, yeah. And so this is the map. And so you can see, yeah, we've got a large concentration of people. Nothing in Africa. And ironically, we have a lot of people wanting to join the Facebook group from Africa. So um, I find that to be ironic. Uh, South America's got a pretty good representation here. Um, as we make our way through, uh, we got at least one person in Mexico, a handful of us in Florida over here. And yeah, we, so North America's got a pretty good population. Canada, pretty popular. Although nobody in Ontario, from what we can see here, huh? No, it's all by the Toronto. you got to go down to the southeast mm. corner of Ontario. Then you see a lot. Yeah. Who's in Puerto Rico? Who's in Puerto Rico? Let's see. They probably don't have power to fire it up right now anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that is Luis, Luis uh, Garcia. Wow. we got one person in Puerto Rico. Okay. Quite a few Australians, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia is looking good. I have to add Brian Joyce to that. <coughs> that in a, in the in the European, uh, so the United Kingdom, we got a pretty good uh, concentration. Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany, and Switzerland, Luxembourg, and, and Austria. Austria. Yeah, and over here in uh, is this Spain here? Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Spain over here. Um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of coconuts around the world, and then of course, uh, look at this. We have South Korea, uh, the Philippines, and then Australia. So yeah, we have some people in Asia too. Of course, uh, there'd be somebody in, in Korea. After all, a lot of the cocos were made there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Steve, could you zoom in on Southern California for a second? Sure. And I don't think I have you there, Steve, because I don't think we we were in contact with you when we set this up. Yeah. So wow. Three people in the Los Angeles region. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not me. Yeah. See where it says 605? That's about where I'm at. 605, right around here? Yeah, near there. 
Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll update it later. Okay. Cool. Did you get cool. a lot of smoke from the fires? Now, if you're talking about the most recent one that they still haven't put out, the Thomas Fire, uh, it's the largest fire that's ever been in California. You get a lot of smoke from it? Um, yes and no. It depends on which way the wind's blowing, but most of the time the wind has been blowing out to the sea. Uh, and if, if anybody's watching the show right now or anybody who's on the call even, if you're not on the map, just... Uh, Send me a, a message on email or whatever, and um, I'll, this, all I need is your name, city, state, zip code. Don't need your address. Don't need any personally identifying information. We just want to know like, what the general city you're in, and we'll get you added to the map. So I'll put my email address in there in the live chat. It's ogstevistro at gmail.com. You can email me. You can, you can reach out to us uh, a couple of different ways, and, um, and we'll get you on the map because, yeah, we haven't updated that in a while. Um, very cool. I'll be able to figure out an alternative place for another Cocoa Fest, too, or Assembly Assembly, too, based on if there's a whole bunch of people in one area. I think yeah. there are probably only, like, three of us in the whole of Denmark, so. Yeah, you and Fedor, and who else? Yeah. Uh, Asker. Okay. Yeah. And, and the one in Spain, is that Per Serrat, or? Yeah, it's probably Per, yeah. Okay, and then we have uh, Matteo in Italy, at least. We've got one, we've got one Italian in our midst. Yep. So, um, yeah, we are, we are a diverse group. Uh, yeah, when they were doing the Rainbow Fest way back, the uh, Southern California region was always the smallest attended show. Hmm. Until they did one in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. That, was the, that was the smallest. Really? Yep. In Tandy's they, they territory. They had four locations, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. In Princeton, they, Fort Worth. Chicago, I guess. Yep. Yeah, the ones they did in Southern California were in Long Beach. Interesting. And then Color Computer Magazine did one or two, too, if I remember. Right. Or Color Expo, or whatever it was called. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, Color Expo. And there was one year of that. Then there was another uh, Color Computer show put on by a friend of mine at the Disneyland Hotel. You'd think California being a big city, but I, I just wonder, because Silicon Valley, there are so many other machines that are um, popular in that area. Maybe the Cocoa was a true underdog in on the West Coast. Well, Southern California, we have so much uh, to take our attention away from doing hobby stuff. You know, we got Disneyland, the other amusement parks. We've got, you know, big-time soccer, you know. As a matter of fact, they're trying to bring football back to Los Angeles. <laughs> Instead of doing it with one team, they're bringing in two teams, thinking we're a big market, we can handle two. Now the Raiders, they left us. The Rams, they left us. Everybody leaves us because they can't get enough. You know, we got beautiful weather for the game, but nobody wants to go to the stadium. Everybody's too busy surfing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I can Wally World there. Wally World. <laughs> Wally World was Magic Mountain. <laughs> Wally World. That's a Griswold holiday. Yeah. Uh, good times. All right. What else have we got to talk about? Are we getting near beating this one to death, or we think we're doing pretty good? Or Trademarked by John Linville. Yep. 
Anybody else got anything they want to talk about? Is we talk about the year-end review of our Life is Cocoa Nuts? I, I think the, the the best of the year show kind of summarizes some of that up. Um, yeah. If you haven't I definitely watched would recommend anybody who has not seen it yet, go definitely see it. It's 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 got some serious moments. It's got some funny Ooh, moments. Oh, you know what? Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. I told Brian I was going to do this, and I forgot. So last week, last week we opened up the Vegemite, right? So I have not eaten the Vegemite yet. So we're going to do a live on the air reaction to me eating Vegemite. So yes, I'm. Oh, better you than me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a commercial, and then we'll be back because I've got to um, actually make some toast. I understand this is good on toast, so I'm going to go toast some toast, and we'll come back. We'll spread some Vegemite need, on the toast. We need to, yes, we need to see you spread it on live from the jar. We will <laughs> yeah, do yes. that. Hey, you need to we'll, get a barf bag. All right, we'll yes. do that. Yes. So we're going to be back, and if you, after a commercial or two, while I make some toast, so we'll be back. Bring that toast. Action, action. Down. Okay, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mike Rowan, and you're watching the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. And when you're done watching, come over and listen to the Coco Crew Podcast. What's going on, everybody? The original gamer, Stevie Stroh here, and I want to talk to you about Amacoconut.com. If you love the color computer like I love the color computer, then you got to visit Amacoconut.com, your one-stop shop for all of your Tandy Color Computer Links needs. There you'll find links to blogs and podcasts and project sites and emulators and downloads and groups and communities. If you love the color computer, head on over to Amacoconut.com. That's I-M-A, Coconut.com. Tell them the original gamer, Stevie Stroh, sent you. Coco forever, people. Coco 3 yet? Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. What's going on, everybody? Original Gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get Ama Coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the retro swag shop at 8bit256.com today. Tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. Hello, this is David Ladd, and you're watching Original Gamer Stevie Stroh. Radio Shack's store-wide manager's red tag sale is on now. We've slashed prices 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. Save on famous Radio Shack Hi-Fi, car stereo, radios, toys, TV games, calculators, walkie-talkies, and CB radios. Look for the big red tag. Save like never before on these and literally hundreds of red tag specials. Hurry into Radio Shack today. All right, we're back. Well, I just felt like it was going to take too long for the toast to toast too toasty, so it's going to be it's going to be slightly uh, not too dark of a toast. But we got some toast here. Uh, according to what Brian says, I need to do. Let me uh, move the camera down. All right, can you guys see this right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So here's the plate. Let me move my keyboard out of the way. Right. Doing a barf on it. Alright, so here's the plate. <laughs> first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put a little bit of butter on here. He says you should do a little bit of butter first. 
So light layer of butter. Doesn't that dilute the taste of the Vegemite? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so you keep butter in a country crock container? Yes. So <laughs> here now, Steve, is. Before you eat it, did you bring something to wash it down? I did not. So spit it out. Yeah, you have to get some of those Australian shot glasses and load them up first. All right, so here, too much. here we go. It's a very thin layer. It's a very oh. thin layer. Oh, the higher the alcohol content, the better. What color is it? Nice tar, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's dark. Pretty much a nice shite color, if you ask me. What <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat, you can seal your driveway with later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! All right, cool. so here we go. <laughs> That's what they make capacitors out of. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's very, it's very salty. You gotta eat the whole thing. <laughs> he's deciding. He's deciding. It's very. <laughs> it's very. He looks a little wounded. It's kind of like bitter. It's kind of like bittery, salty. Um, it's kind of like not Moorish. It is. Um, I wouldn't describe it as pleasant or tasty in any in any way. Well, it, it, it's like you're battling a monster in Forest of Doom. How many hits yeah. can you take? <laughs> Before you have to bribe or run away. Nick says um, there's a low salt version. Okay, well this is not it. <laughs> this, is, this is the high salt version. Um. Yeah. Very bittery, very salty. I'm just grossed out watching you eat it. Not pleasant. It's not not a pleasant flavor. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna own this and I'm gonna eat the whole slice. I need to get a spoon and eat the whole bottle. You know, <laughs> honorary Australian after this. All right. There we have it. Have yeah. We need a t-shirt. I survived Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there it is, folks. There it is. I ate the Vegemite live on the air. Um, and my reaction is that, yeah, it's not the best thing I've ever tasted, but, you know, I wasn't going to throw up or anything like that. <laughs> Nick Morenta says, make sure you've got the toilet free for the next two hours. What do you... <laughs> it's coming out the other end is the problem. What does that say Higher there? in the hole. What is that? Hemi? Hemi? Does that thing got a Hemi in it? <laughs> yeah. It's Hemi barbecue sauce. You know what we should do? Is huh. We should make some uh, hot cocoa barbecue sauce for the... Yeah. You know, it could be in a green, nuclear <laughs> green container. Steve, you got a thumbs up from Brian Joyce. Says, okay. Honorary Aussie. Honorary Aussie. Okay. Well, I did it. I took my I took my medicine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm honestly not sure how people could eat that crap though. It is. Uh, <laughs> it, it's we need to get, acquired we need taste. To, we need to get you to try Marmite. Yeah. It's different. It, it looks like peanut butter, but it tastes like something that came out of an animal's rear end. <laughs> That's an endorsement. <laughs> well, don't they have coffee beans that go through a monkey or something? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, oh. they do. Yep. Yeah. Nick Wait, says, you... now try OS9. Yeah, were you going to say something, John? We need some uh, Swedish listeners to send in some of their salted fish or pickled fish products. Pickle herring? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll send you some pickled herring. Lutefisk. Lutefisk. 
And that could be a whole new segment. What kind of nasty crap can we eat this week? <laughs> <laughs> nasty crap we make Steve eat is more like it. <laughs> this week on Steve <laughs> Eats Something Disgusting. <laughs> it's like Quick a whole the culinary version of Fear Factor. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. Well, I'm I've definitely Dude. beat the I've beat the Vegemite to death because I'm not eating that anymore. <laughs> You're gonna save it up for a Christmas treat for the rest of your family next. But year. you know what it is? It's like somebody comes over. It's like, hey, have you tried Vegemite? You know that thing from that song? Well, you want to try it? Here's a spoonful. <laughs> Does it have a contents label? Let me play some minute work for you while we eat this crap. Maybe it'll make it taste better. <laughs> what do you expect from a formal penetration colony, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Nick Marta says it's the, gift, it's the gift you serve your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Want to get rid of a house guest? Vegemite. <laughs> she just send it all to North Korea at this point. Oh man, I can still it's it's still with me. It's it's kind of like that episode of Floppy Talk. It still lingers. <laughs> like an Australian like EMP. <laughs> it's like it's like an EMP went off in my mouth. <laughs> well, the, the EMP was coming in about an hour. The gift that keeps on giving. Cleanse your palate. Yeah. And your bowels. Oh, that comes later. Yep, there'll be a colon cleaning. Oh. Oh, is there, um, what's going on tonight? Is there another um, uh, Trash Talk live episode going on tonight, too? Yes, there is. Let's let's look that up real quick, and let's plug that. Um, They did that once before. The Trash Talkers had done a live episode. Um, and, and that's tonight. Uh, I don't exactly remember when. Let me check my events and see if it's in here. Here we go. Let me go back to full screen real quick, just so you guys know. Um, so there is an event tonight. It's called the TR Sadie Trash Talk Live Number 2. This is a Facebook event. And if you guys are not familiar with the Trash Talk podcast, Peter Satinsky and a handful of TRS-80 uh, aficionados discuss this. Ian Maverick's on here. Um, uh, Randy Kindig's on here. Who's the hardware guy who's doing the VGA thing? His name is escaping me right now. Peter Bartlett. Uh, Peter, Peter Bartlett, right? So, yeah, and so they are um, kind of like the Coco crew for the TRS-80s. And they are the TRS-80 Trash Talkers, and tonight live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, it will be streamed to YouTube, and I guess you can call in via Skype. There is a link to the channel. So if that interests you, I would say you should probably check that out. What I will go ahead and do as well is I'm going to copy and paste that into the live stream. So there's the Facebook event. Looks like they have Vegemite 2 on their show. Oh, yeah? There you go. Well, we we did it first. So <laughs> we are Dave, This is what I was talking about. Marmite. Let's take a look there. Okay, so what is what kind of animal excrement does that taste like? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's uh, yeast extract. It is just as black as, as a Vegemite. You can have okay. a look. Where's it come from? <laughs> Is, is dark brown. There you go, on a spoon. Wow. Really, really dark brown. You have some serious light problems there. 
Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where is that stuff made? In the UK or? Yeah, uh, Mama. Yes, it's UK. What's it made from? This you don't thing. want to know. Yeast extract, right? So, yeast yeah. extract. Well, Leftovers for making beer, isn't it? Or is that's that what Vegemite, Vegemite is. That's Vegemite. But Marmite might be also. So, but yeah, it's an acquired taste. It's really an acquired taste. You love it or you hate it. What's what's John got there? <laughs> I'm just oh. messing around. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's very salty and it's very no, oh, it's an acquired taste. Absolutely, absolutely. So tonight at 9 p.m. TRS80 Trash Talk Live. If you uh, if you need more vintage retro computing discussions, you got a chance. Oh, look at this donut it's dilemma not- in the bag. Yeah, John Linville's been mentioning he's ordering cassettes now. He's uh, he's on to that. That looks good. Yeah, pretty cool. See, we've got the uh, enhanced Coco Three version. Uh, okay. On the tape. Neat. So, uh, neat. I had trouble getting it to work. Uh, for the go climb ladders, I was not sure what's going on with that, but otherwise seemed to run. So that's neat. That's neat. So. <laughs> what did Nick say? Can you can you feel like you're about to give birth to a chest burster? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. Well, I I want to um, just uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say for today, and I don't know what else you guys want to talk about. But I want to kind of repeat what I said at the beginning of the show: is I'm definitely thankful for the group of people that we that we kind of gather. You know, um, <clears throat> the, the shows like the Coco Crew and events like Coco Fest and Tandy Assembly and the Facebook group they help kind of create the sense of community the sense of uh, connection and then having shows like the the coco crew podcast and coco talk um letting people get together and just talk about the coco is one of these things i can never get tired of listening to myself uh although i have been accused of just wanting to hear my own voice it's actually the other voices that i'm a bigger fan of of listening to so i want to thank everybody who's been Part of this journey for me has been going on a little over two years, uh, helping to contribute to our knowledge and our understanding and our appreciation for this wonderful machine and this really cool community. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having the show. Yeah. To share all this with everybody. Yeah. yeah. It gives me a chance to hear myself. I'm <laughs> <laughs> clear at that. <laughs> I'm, and I'm really thankful for David Ladd, and I just wish David could be here today. I know he's with us in spirit. Did he die? Yeah, he popped by in chat briefly earlier, but I guess he had Did some, he uh, die? No, he didn't <laughs> die, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had some friends or relatives to come over that he hasn't seen in a few years. So that was uh. Priorities. It was like, you know, John Strong couldn't make it to Tandy Assembly because his sister was getting married. And I'm like, listen, you know the date in advance. You can ask her to reschedule her wedding. But no. Everybody's got their priorities, right? So, And um, now we got a new one, which is, you know, the Vegemite's starting to run through. I can't attend the show live. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I've said what I need to say. I've plugged the trash talk. Anything you guys want to close with? Any plugs, closing remarks? Ideas for next week, our first episode of the new year. <laughs> Just read Jim's um, response. 
Well, I'll just go ahead and plug CocoMan.org and uh, say, so far I'm enjoying I've only been back in this for about three months, but so far I'm enjoying it. So did- Give it four. Right. Well, <laughs> give it four. Hey, you want a mug. I know. <laughs> so much in so little time was accomplished. <laughs> did anyone get anything Coco for Christmas? Yeah. Boise's book. Boise's book. here. I bought myself Boise's book for Christmas, too. Yeah, that's a good read. That's a very good read. It is. Yeah. Yes. So. We, need, we need the audio version of it, though. Yeah. Nah. But who would narrate it? You should see what I got David from my... David Ladd. Well, here, so, yeah. In his creepy voice. I, well, yeah. tooth, I ordered, I a, Co- like I ordered a Coco 2 just before Christmas, and I also ordered Ready Player One, which I am listening to the audiobook version of. So that's a little bit Coco-y for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You should see what I got from my sister for Christmas. It's a deodorant, right? But <laughs> Deodorant. <laughs> not because I'm smelly, but look at it. <laughs> for kook. <laughs> it says for kook. That can be read wrong comment. Yes, it can. Somebody that, made it. Somebody made a typo. For when you use it, remember there used to be a, a cologne for men called High Karate because if yeah. you used it, you were going to need to know karate to protect yourself from all the. <laughs> I remember that. You're dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either that or Old Spice. Old Spice. Hey, so when you guys start reading that book, um, it'd be cool if you'd come out with uh, some of the things you didn't know. Like, you know, I didn't know this, and then expound on it. Yeah. There's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot, lot in there. there. Yeah. Talk about that book. Talk about the book. It's there, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, I'll show you the very first page of it. When I met Boise in Copenhagen. Ah, to Simon, the mad Vogue man. VDG. VDG, okay, keep on cocoing and don't burn up that 6847. Boise Pete, there you go. VDG, yeah. Reading is fundamental. Uh, (laughs) The mad Vogue man. Not to our show. (laughs) That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, Yeah, the only thing I did for Cocoa for Christmas. Go ahead, Simon. I said it was a pleasure to meet him, actually. Yeah. Very, very like, cool guy. I, w- I was going to say, the only Cocoa thing I did is I finally updated my Cocoa SDC to the latest version and finally put the SDC Explorer on it for Christmas. So that was my nice. Christmas nice. present. been sitting for nice. months. How do you like it? Nice mug there, Ron. And the, re- the red Cocoa mug is kind of Christmassy, if you think about it. If you got yourself an I'm a Coconut red mug, it's very Christmassy. <laughs> Are we going to have uh, T-shirts for the Cocoa Fest? Does anybody know? I'll order one. I'll tell anybody who's doing it right now. I will order one. They talked about that on the podcast. The the club is not officially doing it. I know Jim O'Keefe has done it a couple of years. Um, So, you know. You should have a rainbow T-shirt. Yeah. Good question. Good question. Anybody else got anything they want to close with or plug before we wrap up this episode of Cocoa Talk? Would you wear a rainbow t-shirt? A rainbow t-shirt? I would, especially to a gay bar. Yeah, the veggie might got you started, didn't it? <laughs> wow. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 
Or yeah, we should have dissed the VUG community, I guess. So. <laughs> sit you down, buy your drinks. <laughs> they spent time with David Ladd. It's great. <laughs> They have a nuclear green cup. (laughs) Cocoa screen on it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Standard color basic, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up then. Are we all good? Yes. This is a short episode. We are only on two hours and 14 minutes. So we're, you know. Uh, Nothing like the last Coco Crew one, anyway. Yeah, right. It was what five days and four hours or something. Yeah, yeah there was there was lots of content there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks again for another great episode of the Coco Crew podcast, John. Uh, every month for all the information. The interview was great. Uh, everything yeah. was great. It was good to hear the roundtable again. Um, so all that so, good stuff. So pray for Myro. Um, I think we're going to change things up a little bit. He's going to take on some of the some or all of the. Uh, editing responsibilities for the show and uh, hopefully we'll get uh more neil content as a result um we'll see okay uh, but we are planning a little change up there so uh, we'll see where we go from there <laughs> all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna close the show with the bonus music videos that we opened with as well so before we play us out we are gonna go ahead and hear these new music videos too so get ready to start bobbing your heads everybody Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Okay, I see us. Happy New Year. A lot better. Uh, yeah, a lot less laggy. Yep. Yeah. Missing the beanie on, you know who? On Grant. <laughs> Thank you for watching Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. If you love the color computer like we do, then visit imacoconut.com for all your color computer needs. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, then visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash OGSteviestro. Coco Talk would not exist without the community and its cast and crew. 
Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Levy, Bruce Moore, Rick Adams, Ron Delvaux, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Nick Marentis, Karen Anscombe, Simon Jonason, Wayne Campbell, Steve Batson, Brian Joyce, John Strong, and Barry Nelson. Special thanks to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and Brian Joyce for our Best of 2017 episode. Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its contributors. The Coco Crew Podcast at CocoCrew.org. Glenside Color Computer Club, host of Coco Fest at GlensideCCC.com. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations at Go, the number four, Retro.com. Tandy Assembly at TandyAssembly.com. Cloud9 Technologies at Cloud, the number nine, Tech.com. Boyson Technologies at B-O-Y-S-O-N, Tech.com. Jim is in fine form today. And happy Coco New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. 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 Happy New Year.